Welcome in to Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. Every Tuesday right here on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app, Jonathan Hood with you. Don't forget to go to the YouTube page, youtube.com, where you can find Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Hit that subscribe button. Also, on the ESPN Chicago app, there is a special section right there for you, the wrestling fan, you, the fan of sports entertainment. It is the TWT tile on the ESPN Chicago app. Hit that. You can get the archives of our show that we've done for a while now, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. You can also find the show on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you download your podcast, look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. Well, this week is supposed to be WrestleMania week, and it is, but it's just very different than the past 35 WrestleManias that Vince McMahon has put on. So the much-anticipated WrestleMania 36 was in limbo for a while because of the coronavirus pandemic. It was supposed to emanate from Raymond James Stadium, the home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so now that's not happening. It's not going to be at Raymond James Stadium. So now the circumstances will be where WrestleMania 36 will transform into a two-night event. It will take place on Saturday, April 4th, and Sunday, April 5th. And the thing is, I don't know where the event is taking place. Seems like there's going to be a lot of different places where these matches will take place, like Brock Lesnar against Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. And the Universal Championship is in limbo now because Goldberg uh, was supposed to take on Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns was pulled out of the match because of his prior cases with cancer thinking that it would be safer for him not to be part of this match. So Goldberg is going to be taking on someone for the Universal Championship and so much more. We'll review WrestleMania 36 in just a moment. I want to go into a little bit about what happens on Wednesday nights. Wednesday night is is quite the wrestling night because you have NXT that is run by Vince McMahon and Triple H, and you have AEW run by Tony Khan, the Rhodes with Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and others. And it's interesting because it's not necessarily a Wednesday Night War in the same way that the Monday Night Wars took place years ago. It's an interesting dynamic between the two brands because every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, NXT gives their show on USA Network and AEW gives their show on TNT. You know what is pretty clear is that since these two have been going head-to-head every Wednesday at 7 o'clock, that the audience prefers All Elite Wrestling. They prefer the All Elite Wrestling brand. Now, in full disclosure, I watched NXT for a long time. From the beginning, I watched NXT because Triple H had his fingerprints on all of it. And Triple H wanted to do something different than what you see on Raw and SmackDown and other shows run by Vince. And I appreciate it because we saw a lot more pro wrestling, a lot less glitz and glamour and bad backstage interviews and stuff like that. NXT has always been the best brand to me for the WWE because NXT gives me what I grew up on, and that's wrestling storylines and great promos. And NXT continues to be the best brand for me. I mean, Raw and SmackDown, to me, they're interchangeable. They are very similar. I've heard so many that used to be in the business, they're currently in the business of professional wrestling, that say that it is important for 
a wrestling company to be unique. If you have multiple shows, you want to be able to be unique. You can't be all the same. And when I watch Raw or when I watch SmackDown, there's no difference, really. There's no difference in the way those shows are presented, uh, the way the announcers are, the way the wrestlers are, the way the announcers are, the up and down of the card, very similar. So there's nothing different. But when I watch NXT and watch some of their specials, watch their weekly episodic television, man, it's always something special. It's always something fresh. And I've enjoyed it for a long time. But I think it's very clear, especially here in 2020, it's clear that the audience in 2020 does not want a full card of professional wrestling. It's, it's very clear. The entertainment, the poor backstage interviews, the formulaic shows that you've seen over 20 years with Raw and SmackDown, clearly that's what the audience wants. And I can say that clearly just based on Wednesday nights. I watch AEW. And I think that it's a, a good brand that still has room to grow. The most important factors of AEW to me is when I see Chris Jericho on my screen with his inner circle, when I see Cody Rhodes on the screen, when I see John Moxley as their AEW champion, when I see Jake Roberts, Jake the Snake Roberts, now part of that mix, and Arn Anderson, when I see those veterans working with these young players, these young wrestlers, I know that there's a big difference because those players I just mentioned, the Jerichos, the Rhodes, the Moxleys, those wrestlers, those are veterans that have been there and done that and know exactly what they need to do when they're in the ring. But there is a lot of youth on this roster, a lot of independent wrestlers that have never had network television experience, and it shows. There's been times where you watch some of those wrestlers and say, boy, okay, there's some inexperience there where they're used to wrestling independently with no cameras rolling or performing in front of 100 people or 200 people, but they're still green. Darby Allen is a young talent that's really coming into his own. It's still a young talent, but still very good. Sammy Guevara also very good on that roster. Um, I'm watching Proud and Powerful, watching that tag team that came over from, um, from Impact Wrestling. Again, a very solid tag team. But there's a lot of youth on that roster. And within that youth, you are getting some things from AEW that you would see on Raw and SmackDown as far as... Maybe some of the antics, some of the type of wrestling that you see, um, especially what we saw last week on AEW, where Matt Hardy makes his debut. And it's great that Matt Hardy leaves the WWE, wants to have control of his the, the way he controls himself in the ring, his character, um, working on that and feeling like when he was in the WWE that he was not able to really develop and show everything that he can do as a character. So what he did is he left the WWE and brought what he brought from Impact Wrestling now into AEW as Broken Matt Hardy. And he's teleporting himself all over the arena at the Daily's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. And I'm watching this. And I'm like, what? what? That does not necessarily differentiate yourself away from the WWE because if... Vince McMahon thought that that was a good idea, that would have been on Raw or that would have been on SmackDown. And I think that AEW clearly is dabbling into ideas that's not necessarily professional wrestling. It's more towards sports entertainment. 
And there is pro wrestling on that show for AEW, but there's a lot of sports entertainment as well. And this is why AEW continues to win on Wednesday nights is because it's the mixture of good wrestling and their brand of entertainment. Whether it's long promos from from some of these uh, wrestlers that you see in the WWE, now part of AEW, some of the backstage vignettes that they're doing, it's very similar to the WWE in some ways. So if you're Triple H and you are running NXT and you're losing every Wednesday night to AEW, and the way ratings go is that it's going to be up and down. It'll be a roller coaster effect where at some point NXT will catch up. But AEW continues to crank out win after win from a rating standpoint. And, and the win is relative. I mean, we're talking about uh, AEW anywhere between 700 and 900,000 views uh, and watching uh, live on TNT versus NXT. That's not that far behind. But the point is that AEW is winning the war every single Wednesday night. And it's clear that NXT is more of the professional wrestling show. What we're seeing here with Gargano and Ciampa is professional wrestling. There's no question about it. The story that they continue to tell on AEW is professional wrestling. If you haven't watched that, go out of your way and find that on demand. Watch what's happening on NXT. And you have the two top guys in the company. And that's no shot at Adam Cole as the NXT champion. What I'm saying is, is that Cole and Champa have been there for so long, and they have been terrific as a tag team, and they're even better when they're opponents. That's pro wrestling, the way that they fought each other back and forth all over the Performance Center. It was just tremendous to watch. That's pro wrestling. When I put on NXT, away from this COVID-19, when they were um, providing professional wrestling every single Wednesday night, the in-ring product, the promos, is exactly what I enjoy about that brand. And that brand is not winning. That brand is appreciated when it's connected sometimes to WWE mega events where NXT is on on a Saturday. They have their takeover show and then the WWE has a show the next day. It, and it's great when NXT can be able to get on the road. But when they were on the road, they weren't drawing very well to the point where there's a disconnect with some of the fans in that, OK, well, if NXT is here. I'm going to see some wrestling. And for me, if it was in my hometown, I'm definitely going to watch NXT. But understand this, that the WWE fans have been fed this mundane type of wrestling for a long time. And if you feed the wrestling fan mundane wrestling, they believe that's exactly what it should be. There are thousands and thousands of Wrestling fans that love the WWE all across North America, love love the style of the WWE, knowing that that's not necessarily professional wrestling all the time. You get pro wrestling from them at times during their pay-per-view and their bigger events. But when you're watching Raw and you're seeing these bad vignettes and you're watching some things backstage, they're telling stories, sure. But sometimes some of the nonsense kind of overshadows the good on Raw and SmackDown. Not all the time. But there are times where it's overshadowed. You know, I'm thinking if you're Vince McMahon and you see Triple H at the table in Stanford, Connecticut, you look across to him and you go, I'm sure Vince is thinking when he sees the ratings when it comes in on Thursday from what happens on Wednesday nights between AEW and XT. I'm sure Vince McMahon's looking and he's saying, Ah, pal, looks like you're taking another loss. But look at Raw. 
a strong 2 million people. Look at SmackDown, a strong 2 million people. Vince and his way is winning. And Triple H and his way, NXT, is not winning. It's still a very, very good product. But AEW has something special because it's different. And people will gravitate to different. It's one thing to be able to have that restaurant that people have always gone to. But you are always curious about the restaurant that's right next to it. It's the Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, philosophy of the Spite Store, right? Mocha Joe has had a coffee shop for a long time. But then Larry David opens up a coffee shop right next to him. And so now you're just curious. What is this? Why is there two coffee shops next to each other? Well, same thing here with NXT and AEW. NXT was here first. AEW comes across and they start selling out buildings in Las Vegas and Chicago and a lot of other places around this country. And they draw very well because they're different. And because they're different, they have their mixture of wrestling and they're doing things their way. There's a little entertainment that's kind of um, odd to me, but that's where the audience is gravitating to. They don't want to see Flair Steamboat every week. They don't want to see Funk and Briscoe every week. They want to see Patterson versus Slaughter every week. They don't want to see uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels every single week. What they want is a lot of entertainment and some haha in their wrestling on a regular basis. It's different than what we've seen in the past. I support what uh, Triple H is doing at NXT, but he's losing the war because there's so much wrestling that the Raw and SmackDown fan looks at NXT and says, ah, that's funny. I, I, I don't see anybody uh, pouring dog food on Roman Reigns. Uh, that's funny. Where's my two-minute match? It doesn't make sense. That's funny. I, 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 don't, I don't like what I'm seeing here because it doesn't remind me of the rhythm, bad or good, of Raw and SmackDown. I think it's great that we're getting two different viewpoints of wrestling fans from AEW and NXT. But just keep in mind, it's, uh, it's very interesting how it is being approached. I like what I see. I just want to see if NXT at some point will be able to win the ratings battle between AEW anytime soon. Before we take a break, I want to turn you to Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson, longtime wrestler with the Four Horsemen. And he was part of the WWE for a long time as a backstage agent, as someone that was a producer for the WWE for over 20 years, if I'm not mistaken. So Arn has his own podcast. Now it's called The Arn Show. Uh, he hosts that show with Conrad Thompson. And if you've watched the revival, and my God, I look at this WrestleMania lineup, I don't see the revival anywhere, and it's too bad. The revival should be more of a factor on one of these brands, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. They should be a factor, but they are not because their contract is coming to an end. It's a tag team that should have been featured for a long time, and it was not because it's too much wrestling, apparently, for Vince McMahon. Point is, though, is that the revival, arguably, when they're hot, are the best tag team in pro wrestling. And they've been put on ice for a long time by the WWE. Well, Arn Anderson is a big fan of the Revival, and the Revival love Blanchard and Anderson. Tully Blanchard, long-time tag team partner with Arn Anderson when they were in the National Wrestling Alliance. They're part of the Brain Busters, uh, part of the 90s team for a few years in the WWE. Well, Arn Anderson was talking about the Revival. And they were a part of a series of tag team matches that were great. But this is a little bit of behind the scenes of Arn Anderson as a producer and then 
how his suggestion was the beginning of the end of his tenure as a WWE producer. We do have a question from Scott Dawson. Uh, Gabriel Hurl tweeted Dash Wilder, and he said, Your house show tag match in Toronto last year versus Rude and Gable was the greatest tag match I've ever seen live. Thank you. And uh, Dash said, Some of the best matches I've ever seen or been a part of happen on live events. Those shows are the best. And Scott Dawson says, Hey, Conrad, ask Arn about these matches. Us four were trying so hard to impress him. If you were fortunate enough to see this, I think most folks would think that that was the best tag team rivalry going at the time. Rude and Gable on one side and the Revival on the other. You were there agenting a lot of those matches, or at least on the cards at the live events when uh, when these matches were happening. Were they successful? Did those four impress you? You're damn right. So, and I'm going to give you a piece of history. It's, it's ironic here. Um that house show loop I gave those guys whatever time they wanted take whatever you want and I reported back I started reporting back from the first time I saw that tag match until I got to television it was the best tag match I had seen in probably 15 years Wow! and it was the best match on the card and it is something that our audience deserves to have on television. And when we got to Grand Rapids for television, I believe it was Grand Rapids at the meeting, I told Vince this, I spoke up and I said, there's a match you gotta see boss, but you gotta give it enough time. You have to give this thing 25, 28 minutes so that it can play out. You can't." just give it a 10 minute segment or something. And he gave them some extra time. And those guys went out and I'm a big fans of Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. They made a great team. Chad Gable is, you know, as we know, an Olympian, but he's a great worker as well. Bobby Roode looks like a million dollars, great head on his shoulders for the business, looks like a million dollars. And these guys went out and they tore the joint down. Now at the meeting, I told Vince that, and he looks around the room, he goes, well, why, you know, okay, well, we'll make that happen. Why hasn't anyone else brought that to my attention, you know? And he looks around the room at everybody, you know, of course, silence. But the fact is, I'm sure most people are scared to open their mouth when you work there. Because if you say something in the wrong day or the wind's blowing the wrong way, it could cost you your job. Um, and what's ironic, it wasn't, you know, after they had that match and he saw it and he enjoyed it, and apparently he told the talent how much he enjoyed it and they finally got their due. It wasn't much longer that I was no longer there. <laughs> Makes a suggestion of a great tag team match with Bobby Roode and Gable against the tag team that is probably, I think, the greatest tag team that's going right now in the Revival. And then Arn Anderson was let go and fired by the WWE. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? 
Coming up, we'll talk about WrestleMania 36. Boy, I tell you what, if nothing else, the promos, the interviews leading up to the hype for this weekend is pretty strong. You're listening to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with me, Jonathan Hood, right here on ESPN 1000. Welcome back to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Jonathan Hood right here on ESPN 1000. We give you the best in pro wrestling conversation every Tuesday night right here on ESPN 1000. And a couple of notes for you before we talk about WrestleMania. So All Elite Wrestling will have their first ever TNT Championship, a high-stakes eight-man tournament which kicks off on Wednesday, April 8th on a weekly AEW television. It seems to me that sounds like kind of a television championship in which maybe John Moxley will have his championship kept special because he's heavyweight champion. He doesn't have, he doesn't have to be out there every week defending the title. He doesn't do that. So the TNT championship sounds like maybe a television championship, but it's named after the network that AEW's on. So I think that's interesting. Also interesting, if you've been watching on ESPN especially this last Sunday, um, the WWE has been putting out a lot of their WrestleMania um, shows from the past, and they've been airing on not only ESPN, but also on Fox, and they've been doing pretty well. I think Sunday's show, if I'm looking at these numbers correctly, had over 700,000 viewers on Sunday for ESPN, so that's a ton of people that may have never watched WrestleMania or the last WrestleManias or the last four or five years. And so the WWE has released a lot of their WrestleMania and their, their WWE products on ESPN and now on Fox as well. There's going to be a lot of uh, programming on Fox for the WWE as well. And they have inked a deal. According to John Oran from the Sports Business Journal, uh, both FoxSports.com and uh, the Fox Now app will offer the WWE pay-per-view WrestleMania for the first time. It will come with a $59.99 price tag, which includes both nights. Um, Fox Sports 1 will also produce a WrestleMania pregame show for both nights. So 60 bucks for both nights if you care to. And then I, I was like, well, wait a minute now. That means I got to download a Fox app? What, what does this mean? Um, and then... Uh, I scroll down and it says WrestleMania will still be available on the WWE Network and other pay-per-view providers where available. So, okay, it's going to be on the Fox Now app. It's not an exclusive. So you can still get on the WWE Network, which if I'm going to watch it, and I will, as you guys know, uh, I'll watch it on the network. But it's interesting that Fox got into business, but they couldn't get the exclusive. <laughs> if you're Fox, you're like, I'll get into bed with you, but it's got to be exclusive. You can't still put it on your network or these other pay-per-view outlets. But And I thought that's where the WWE was going. I thought that they are trying to put their major events like Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, um, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. I thought they wanted to put their tentpole events on a major platform like ESPN+. Plus. Or like Fox, like the Peacock Network from NBC, The Zone. There's other places where you can go, the Fight app. Um, but looks like they're still going to be on the WWE Network and also on Fox as well. As far as WrestleMania is concerned, interesting. Uh, Brock Lesnar against Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. I think that it's going to be McIntyre's time. I think that he's going to win the championship against Brock, but it's it's Vince. Who knows? He loves Brock Lesnar. Uh, I think Edge and, and Randy Orton have done 
some of the best work when it comes to trying to promote their match. That last man standing match, I think that's the must-see. That's going to be the steal of the, the show to me. Uh, John Cena against uh, The Fiend in a Firefly Funhouse match. Don't know what that is, um, but that should be interesting television. Uh, Becky Lynch against Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley against Charlotte Flair for the NXT Women's Championship. It's it's a it's a good card. Sami Zayn against Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan for Intercontinental Championship. Maybe Sami Zayn can finally break out, break through, and show that he can go with Daniel Bryan. I know Sami Zayn is a terrific wrestler, but he's been in this manager role, this kind of flunky role, and if he's playing you know, the scared manager gimmick, that's not going to work. Sami Zayn is a terrific wrestler. Hopefully that will be showcased on WrestleMania. There's other matches on this card as well, uh, but I, I think it's, it's what I thought. It was going to be a stacked card. S- some of the build for some of these matches has been very good, and others have just been, eh, but the interesting thing about all of it is, where will all these matches be housed? It won't be at the Performance Center in Tampa or in Orlando. Um, it won't be at Raymond James Stadium. It'll be very interesting to find out where all these matches will take place for WrestleMania in a two-day event. Vince McMahon just needed to have his WrestleMania. This easily could have been canceled, postponed until maybe the summer or the fall, but he just needed to move forward with his WrestleMania. So it's going to happen. Uh, as I mentioned to you, the promos have been terrific for this. Oh, I'd like to remind you one thing. It just came across tomorrow at 9 o'clock after AEW and after NXT at 9 o'clock Central Time. For the first time ever on TWT, I will talk to the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry. Mark Henry will be on the show at 9 o'clock tomorrow, so we'll talk more about WrestleMania and the build-up to WrestleMania at 9 o'clock on Wednesday. Paul Heyman now with his thoughts, and he was terrific in this uh, promo he did on Raw last night to end the show, as it'll be Brock Lesnar taking on Drew McIntyre. Year in and year out, at WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar is the beast to slay, the conqueror to conquer, the one to beat on the single biggest show of the year. This year, Drew McIntyre has truly stepped up. My compliments, sir. Much respect to you. Why? Because Drew McIntyre is that special. Compared to the guy on the street, Drew McIntyre is that special. Compared to the dumbass in the gym who says, I can do that WWE stuff. No, you can't. Drew McIntyre is special. Compared to that locker room. And let's be honest with each other. That is the most extraordinary roster in the history of this industry. Drew McIntyre, compared to all of them, is that special. You know who else was special? The Rock, who got laid out and beat by Brock Lesnar the first time Brock ever went after that title. You know who else was special? The immortal Hulk Hogan, whose blood was wiped across Brock Lesnar's chest like some medieval warlord conquering the past. 
You know who else was special? Randy Couture. You know who else was special? Shane Carwin. John Cena. They were legends. They were Hall of Famers. They were icons that stood above all the other icons. And at the end of the day, when they got into the ring against a once-ever athlete like Brock Lesnar, you know what happened? They ended up like everyone else. Not so god special, but just Brock's 